everyone, welcome back to Starting From The Pits. We are here with an episode after a week off. Apologies, I took a little holiday. Couldn't help myself. And this week is a bit of a funny episode because I'm sort of, I didn't watch enough of the racing while I was away. And I don't have enough information or to talk about to have a conversation with you guys about it. However, we have some talking points. I have already recorded this podcast once <laughs> and then my computer decided to be like, mm, I was going to stop recording. So that was great. And the camera decided to be full and I needed to delete some things. So we're going to try again. Let's hope. I'm just gonna, if you see me just like looking side to side or just pausing, it's because I'm just checking whether it's still recording. So this week, I asked you guys to send some questions in, just some general racing questions. And then, this weekend is the Le Mans 24-hour Endurance Championship, which should be really exciting to watch. Because A, I've never watched it before, and A, I've never watched it before. There's no other reason why it's exciting. I've never watched it before. So, let's get into this episode. I would like to say, first of all, thank you so much to everybody who has entered the giveaway on Instagram starting from the pits if you don't already follow we are doing a giveaway with heritage racing team for a t-shirt and yeah there's just about there's there's nearly 200 of you guys who have entered it which is really exciting and i can't believe the the amount of people that are wanting to enter it to be honest it doesn't surprise me because honestly the heritage racing team t-shirts are unreal i love the designs i have one of them myself and because i wanted to try something before i give something away to you guys or recommend something I always want to try it myself first and the quality on those t-shirts is just unreal so get yourself entered in that just tag a friend in the comments like it follow both of us post it to your story again if you want an extra entry and the competition closes on 30th of June so you've not got long I only put it out about an hour ago so we don't have too many questions and somebody has asked why do they say that the, the Ferrari this year degrades the tyres, degre- not degrades, degrades the tyres more than the other cars? Is it because of the weight? So I did some research on this and I am not a engineer or aerodynamicist or anything like that. I don't profess to be any of those. However, from my reading, it is something to do with the fact that the Ferraris have put more downforce on the cars this year, on the front of the cars. And basically that's making the back end lighter. Something to do with the back end having a lower load means that, I think it basically, in my head this makes sense. Lower load on the back means that there's more load on the front. So more load on the front means that there's more pressure on the tires. Therefore there being more tire degradation. Apparently Adrian Newey has successfully shown this on the Red Bulls however the Ferraris just can't seem to do it but that is a grasp from it I know there was some information on the testing the pre-season testing saying that something to do with the basically saying the fuel load what was it the fuel load was having too much of an effect so they couldn't fill the car all the way up without having serious tyre degradation issues. However, I think that is... That's not the case anymore, obviously, because they can't do a full race just on, like, 
half a tank. Somebody has asked if you could bring back one historic track, which would it be? Thought about this, and I'll be honest, I don't know historic tracks. <laughs> My track history is very minimal. However, I do know that Alton Park has raced, has had Formula One racing there before. And Alton Park is my local track, it's only about an hour away, so I think I'm going to say Alton Park. And I've heard a few drivers, I think Damon Hill was one of them, who has said that Alton Park is one of the favourite tracks in the UK. So, please bring Alton Park back. I would love to have a local race, that'd be, oh, that'd be amazing. I run around Alton Park as well, did two and a bit laps of it, did a 10k around there, I've got a middle to prove it. So that was fun. And finally, somebody else has asked, which brings us nicely on to the next segment, I suppose. Um, what other sports do you watch in general, or most sports do you watch? So, sports-wise, watch the football when it's on, when my boyfriend's watching it. And I actually got into it recently. I actually genuinely enjoyed it. It wasn't like, oh my god, the football's on. I was kind of like, oh, quite enjoying this. And then, what else do I watch? I watch the horse riding, if that's ever on. Eventing show jumping are like my favourites to watch however I do dressage myself I just find it extremely boring to watch <laughs> unless it's the freestyle and somebody's got some exciting music it's so boring it's just it is literally horses going around in circles whereas the show jumping's got a bit more excitement to it I just can't bring myself to leave more than a foot off the ground on the horse so yeah maybe I just watch it because it's like whoa I could never do that but anyway beside the point Back onto motorsport, what other motorsports do we watch? Obviously I started watching IndyCar, still don't know the ins and outs of that too well just yet, it is a little bit confusing for me so far, but we're getting there. I like to watch that when it's on. And what else do we like? Formula 2 if that's ever on, same with Formula 3, if, if I manage to catch it, I'll watch that. Formula E, that's something I definitely want to get into more this year, I'd love to go to the London race, however I don't think I've got enough holidays left <laughs> at work to be able to go to it, but I would love to go and watch the Formula E. And yeah, that brings us swiftly onto the 24 hour Le Mans, which is gonna be on this weekend, which I have never watched before. I've done some research and there's a lot going on. It took me about three hours just to understand what was going on basically. So we have notes, we have a lot of notes. And we're going to go through it. I asked you guys to ask some questions about it, so I'll, I'll go through that at the end. So, any confusion that you have, I probably also have. Um, so, we can go through that together. So, the 24 hour Le Mans will be starting on the 10th of June at 3pm. The flag will be waved by Mr LeBron James. <laughs> Such a random celeb. And it will literally go on till 3pm on the 11th of June. This year is the 100th year of the race, and apparently there's gonna be over 60 cars racing, which is wild to me. Like, you watch IndyCar and there's like 32 cars on the track and you think, gosh, that's a lot. But to have almost double that is absolutely insane to me, so that should be exciting. Within the Le Mans Championship, there's three categories. These categories don't race against each other. It's just like three, like the one in, Category one will race against everybody in category one, category two, you get a picture. And these categories are as follows. So we have the hypercar, which is a relatively new category from what I've grasped. I think it came in around 2021, as far as I know. 
and you have the LMH, which is the Le Mans hypercar. And this is a prototype with a front axle hybrid drivetrain. I don't know what that means. I tried to Google it, but then <laughs> it was like a, a diagram of a car and it's underneath of it. And I was like, you know what? As I said earlier, I'm not an engineer, but that what that's what defines it. And I think this section, the hypercar section, you've got like Cadillac are in that, Porsche are in that, Porsche Penske, I should know that, I'm literally wearing a Porsche Penske t-shirt. Uh, we've got Toyota, Hertz, Ferrari. So it's more of a, what's the word? The manufacturers bit. That was an awful explanation. You know the names of the people in it essentially. And then you also have the LMDH, which is the Le Mans Daytona hypercar. And the whole car, minus the internal combustion engine, the body and the hybrid system will be supplied by one of the four chassis manufacturers. We have Dallara, Multimatic, Leisure and Orica. So make a black of what you will. So that's that one. These hypercars look so cool by the way. Like you look at these and they are just another league of a car. Same with the Le Mans car, the next category, which is the LMP2. Again, I'm not really sure what the difference is between them. For this, we have, again, four chassis constructors, Orica, Onroke, Automotive, Dallara and Riley Multimatic, and these all have single 4.2 litre V8 Gibson engines. In this, we have like Prema, Vector Sport, Tower Motorsports, United Autosports, Jota, a lot of people that you probably haven't heard of. <laughs> Alpine, we know Alpine. So yeah, that's sort of the vibe with that one. Does that make sense? Are you with me? So basically the difference between LMP2 and LMH is that the LMP2 class is reserved exclusively for privateer teams independent of constructors and or engine suppliers. So that is that. And then finally, the last category is the LMGTEAM. These are road legal cars like the Porsche 911, Ferrari 488, Aston Mant, Ast oh my days, Aston Martin Vantage, and the Chevrolet Corvette. Obviously, they're hyped up to the nines. They have God knows how many extras on them. Um, but that is that's that section. The layout of the week is basically going to be you're gonna have practice through the week on different days. So I'll run from I think it was Wednesday. It runs from and just throughout the week until the race essentially again this is probably just to make sure the setup's okay make sure the drivers are happy with the cars if there's any last minute adjustments that need to be made this will be weather made i guess on wednesday the day this is released will be the qualifying session and as normal qualifying this is where the grid is set they're basically looking to get one of the six fastest times in their class and then the six fastest will then go through to this thing called the hyper pole which is essentially a shootout for the best for the highest fastest time so quality on wednesday hyper pole is the top six from each class which will then try and get the fastest lap to make the grid for the race. And then obviously the race is on Saturday. So Friday I think is a practice day. I don't think much goes on on the Friday. I think it's just mentally preparing for a long race ahead. So let's go into some of the questions that you guys had. Firstly is, 
is it just a race for 24 hours? Yes, <laughs> essentially. It is literally just 24 hours of racing and each team has three drivers in it. So it's not just one person going around for 24 hours. I think that would almost be torture. There's three drivers and it varies between 45 minutes to four hours per driver. They can, I think it's a maximum of 14 hours per driver, but I don't think anybody is gonna do 14 hours in a car. I think you'd have to be mad to want to do that. And basically they change over dependent on the strategy, obviously, if they need the tires changing, they might swap over at that point because then they're not wasting time on another pit stop or they might need to refuel. Obviously, I think the refueling is going to take longer than the tyre pit stops. So drivers, obviously, different heights and things like that, if they need to swap them over, they need to change the seats they're in. I think I read that they stop a pit stop for tyres every 45 to 50 minutes, so I think that's why they say from 45 minutes to four hours. They swap it over depending on the driver. Is it on a circuit and how long is the circuit? So the circuit is a total of 8.5 miles, which is pretty much double an F1 track and the circuit is known as the Circuit de la South. South? South. I read somewhere that I think it's a combination of a normal racing track and street and streets. But I could be wrong, I just did I did just read that in sort of like a passing statement online. Who is a successful team to watch? So Porsche have won the most wins. They've won 19 times and they won nine times back to back. So I think Porsche are obviously a good team to support. They've got a lot of history with it and they obviously know what they're doing. Audi have 13 wins, so they're, they're the second highest winning team, but I think we're gonna go with Porsche. I work for Porsche, so I'm obviously gonna say Porsche. I did go through a number of all, well, I went through all of the entry list to see who, if there was anybody that I recognized. Don't know why I would fall out, but you never know. And I read, I think the first name that I read was Scott Dixon. So I was like, I know that name, he's an IndyCar driver. And I thought, okay, let's go through the rest of them to see if there's anybody that you guys might recognize and you can keep an eye out for. So obviously starting off Scott Dixon, IndyCar driver, he will be driving for Cadillac. This is in the hypercar section. Antonio Felix da Costa, he's a Porsche Formula E driver and he'll be driving for Porsche Penske. Antonio Giovinazzi, a formula, former Formula One driver, and he'll be driving for Ferrari. Paul Resta, we know him as a commentator on for Formula One, and obviously the former Formula One driver for Force India, and he was a reserve Williams driver. He will now be driving for Persia. Jack Aitken, a former F2 driver, will now be driving for Action Express in a Cadillac. And in the LMP2 category, we have Juan Manuel Carrera. He is an F2 driver and he'll be driving for Prema. Tom Blonquivist. I recognise that name a bit too much considering that he's an F3 and FE driver. And I've not really watched either of those, but the name jumped out at me. And he will be driving for United Autosports. And then we have Pietro Fittipaldi, one of the Fittipaldi brothers. Obviously a very big name in the racing world and he's a former F3 driver and a part-time indie driver. I did not know that he did indie for a bit, but anyway, he was a part-time indie driver and he will be now driving for Jota. And then we have the lovely Ollie Caldwell. He was a F2 driver and he will be now driving for Alpine in the LMP2 category. So that was that. I did also see Jensen Button's name somewhere 
However, I seem to write, read that they were the only car in that category. Somebody asked, who would you like to win? I want Porsche to win this year. I think it would be a really good year for them to win because obviously it's the 100th year and Porsche have obviously been so successful there. And it's also the 75th anniversary of Porsche and I think it would be really nice to have such a big anniversary for Le Mans and Porsche together. And yeah, I think it'd just be really fitting for them to win. It'd be nice to see, I feel like it'd be a real full circle sort of moment. So I would like Porsche to win. If you've made it this far in the episode, please feel free to DM me your predictions because I would love to know what your thoughts are. What do you think of car number 56? I think I've seen this car and it's really cool. It literally looks like a dinosaur. I think it's so cool. I really wish that more teams were more creative with their liveries. The number 56 car is part of the LMGTE AM section. So it's, I think it's a Porsche 911. And it just looks really cool. It's like a green dinosaur, essentially. The full front of it looks like it's got teeth on it and things like that. So I, I like it when cars are, when teams are quite creative with these things. That is my overview, I guess, on Le Mans 24 hour endurance championship. And it'll be good. I think it'll be good to watch a different kind of racing. Yes, it could potentially get boring at some points and 24 hours is a long time, but I think it's so impressive the fact that they do it for 24 hours. Like just driving somewhere for a few hours is heavy. <laughs> so for 24 hours, that's incredible. On the subject of driving for a long time, next week, I'm going away again. I'm so sorry, guys. So there won't be an episode. <laughs> I might be able to, no, not next week, the week after. I'll be able to fit an episode in next week somewhere. I'll maybe do a roundup of Le Mans. However, there will be an episode where I won't, I'm going to miss an episode at some point, basically. I am going on a road trip to Monaco which is so exciting. I'm literally, I could burst at the thought of this. So we are off to Monaco and basically I thought it'd be a really nice idea. Instead of doing a podcast episode, I'm just gonna document the whole trip. My dad's taken his drone and his 360 camera. And I thought it'd be really nice because it's for a lot of people going to Monaco is something they can only dream of and genuinely it is for me. So this is like a dream come true. I thought it'd be really nice to get an idea of what Monaco is like, even if I'm not going for the race. I think it's such a historical place to go to and it'll just be really nice and we're going through France so you can see some of the countryside and the views that we see and all that sort of stuff so you can it'll be a really good like summer vibes feel good video there won't be I don't think I'm going to do much vlogging as such I think it's just gonna be like a montage of all the places we go to and things like that so there's gonna be loads of different cars it's gonna be like a big driving trip so I think you're really gonna enjoy it hopefully <laughs> my editing skills come into into use there and we can get a good video together for it so i hope you don't mind apologies for quite a short stuffily put together episode i hope you found it interesting and let me know if you are going to watch the 24 hour Le Mans this weekend i think it's going to be a really interesting thing to witness for the first time so i think that wraps the episode up quite nicely like i said in the start feel free to head over to our instagram and enter the giveaway with heritage racing team again like i said the t-shirts are just unreal and even if you don't win go buy one honestly they are so good let me know if you're watching the Mans this weekend and i'll see you soon